0: Hello, beautiful. I'm your host and mindset coach, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an empowered woman's vulnerable story because it's really important to have these conversations so that we learn and grow from one another. So go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Okay, so I'm super excited about this week's episode, but before we jump in, I want to let you know I've had so many of you guys reach out in curiosity about what it takes to launch a podcast. And I am really excited to share that I have gone and put together the podcast launch guide. And what that means to you is if you are one of those people who the idea of launching your own show has popped up in your mind, this resource is essentially going to take you from A to Z Everything I did to get my show up in 24 hours. So if you go back and listen to episode one and episode two, I recorded, edited, produced, created the cover art, did, you know, uploaded it, did the show notes, did the keywords, everything that is there. I did it in 24 hours and I really want that to be a testament that if podcasting is something that is on your heart or even an idea that you had at some point, you know, when you're laying in bed or in the shower and you're like, huh, I wonder if I could have my own podcast. I'm telling you, you can. I'm telling you it is easy. And I'm telling you that it is also a lot of fun. But definitely having a guide to walk you through, you know, the steps of what to do and to take all of the overwhelm and make it easy is something that I really wish that I had. And after the 30th person reached out to me, I'm like, okay, I got to go ahead and put this resource. I got to go create it for you guys. So go check it out. I love, honestly, there's so much value within it on to this week's episode, we are diving into a topic that I know so many of you are curious about, and you are going to love, love, love this conversation. So this week, we've got Melissa Mills, who is New Zealand's medium, in for the conversation, and she's also a Soulful Alignment Mentor. So Melissa really shares her journey of realizing that she was a medium, realizing that she had these gifts, and how she navigated that transition in her life and really, you know, embrace and accept it. So really, it's almost like coming out as a medium and feeling a little bit weird admitting this is who I am. And I feel like navigating that transition of change and the emotions that come up with it, with, you know, your identity and who you are and the perception of it is something that is so relatable and and something that we really all go through at different phases of our life. So I love that we dive into that topic. She shares all about mediumship, what it is, how, you know, she accesses in her internal guidance. And what I really love with Melissa is that she has really devoted a lot of her skills to helping those who are struggling specifically with grief and death and loss and being that bridge of communication to get messages that are meant to come through and it's just it's such a fascinating conversation so on that note let's get to it. Okay, Melissa, I am super excited to have you here today. Thank you for coming on the Hello Beautiful podcast.
1: It is my greatest honor. Thank you so much, Samantha. I'm excited to see what unfolds and what this conversation is going to be able to bring
0: for ourselves and for your listeners. Amazing. So you have got a very unique, special gift. I mean, I have so many questions when it comes to this. Share what your gift is.
1: So I work as a medium and so I'm based in New Zealand and my tagline is New Zealand's modern medium. So I started when I was 25 and back then, you know, the Tyler Henry's and all of that weren't around. And so I was the youngest in my vicinity of things, doing what I did. And so I always kind of believed that my purpose in all of this was to bring mediumship to the modern ages, to bring it so that it's acceptable. So the hashtag that I often use is making mediumship the norm. And so mediumship for anyone who's kind of like, what is that? Is basically I work as a channel to, talk to the departed so your loved ones that are in spirit now you might call that heaven you might call that nirvana the other side i don't know what it is you know whatever that place is that our souls re how can i explain it go back to and so that's what i do i'm able to talk with them and to be really honest like in the beginning when i was told that that's what i was i was like uh hell no, I am not a medium. I am just a normal person. Like I don't talk, like I don't want to do this. Like, uh uh-uh. So it took me, you know, a fair few years. So I was 18 when I was told I was a medium and you can see it took a fair few years before I was like, okay, I'll accept that. And uh, since then, I've been so fortunate to travel the world. I do live shows. I call them the Whispers from Above shows. And my newest thing that I've done is I've actually created my own oracle cards called the Whispers from Above cards. And those are just messages that your loved ones wish to share with you. I've been doing this for a long time now. And So I've heard, you know, a fair few messages over and over again. And so in my mission to bring mediumship into this normal accepted thing, because I totally believe that it is, and that's, I feel going to be able to bring us forward. So I do have them handy. So at some point I'll pull a few cards and see what our collective message might be for all of us listening.
0: I would totally love that. You guys got to stick to the end to, to hear that. I'm curious. So, you were, let's, I want to pull it back a little bit. So, you were told that you were a medium. Who told you?
1: Okay. Well, I'm an only child. So, yeah. growing up, I had imaginary friends. And, you know, at the time, I never thought anything of it because, you know, who else was I going to hang out with? And so, one of my friends, I was studying to be a primary school teacher. And at university, she was like, come in, let's just have a reading. I was like, I don't even know what a reading was. And she told me, she's like, this is what you are. And I was like,
0: "Uh, no. (laughs) Wait, this is is an imaginary friend or is this a real friend? I'm kind of confused. this is a
1: real friend. This is my friend at university. And she was like, let's sit down and just pull some cards and see what happens. And this was such a new thing to me. I was born and raised a Catholic not necessarily practicing, but none of this, you know, intuitive stuff or any of like you're talking to dead people. That was never in like our conversations. But she told me I was a medium and I was like, oh, okay. That's what I've been experiencing my whole life. But I thought everyone experienced the same thing. So I went into major resistance, major denial and uh, and then the journey unfolded <laughs> after that. So I kind of started doing this as a job when I got pregnant with my second child. So I was a teacher at that point and I was on a fixed term contract, which means I didn't have a job to go back to. And I was like, well, everyone keeps telling me I need to be this psychic medium. So I may as well do it. So I kind of feel like the universe took every obstacle away from me to be able to step into this. And honestly, since then, my whole life is so amazing. And I wish I'd kind of got into it a little bit sooner. But hey.
0: (laughs) Isn't that funny? It's like we always know what we're meant to do. But there's that fear of being seen or resistance that we have so often that we push it away. And then finally, you know, when we eventually get around to it, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's so much lighter, so much more in flow. Yeah.
1: I still experience moments like this and I think we always will, especially when we're in a time of a big change or, you know, a full expansion or ascension, we will experience a little bit of resistance or denial, self-sabotage. So I think it's still like a web and flow of life.
0: Totally. So with mediumship then, is it something like when you talk about, you know, imaginary friends, is it voices? Do you see people like what, what does it look like for you? Because I know there's so many different ways to experience other realms. I'm curious, you know, what's, what's your way?
1: (laughs) Totally. And I call that the clear senses. So all of us have the ability to use all of our senses from our energetic body. And for me, I am predominantly what is called clear audience, which means that I hear. Now, I know you guys might be thinking she hears voices, she's like schizophrenic or something like that. It doesn't work that way. It's a little bit different. So it comes to me as thoughts, thoughts that don't necessarily come in the way that I speak, or sometimes it doesn't even sound like my own voice. And it's not like I just hear these voices all the time and I'm just like normal Melissa. It's when I'm structured to work or when I'm like, okay, I'm working now or I'm doing some channeling. I don't just like walk around the supermarket and go up to someone and go, oh my goodness, this voice in my head told me that your mom wants to say hi. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you have to have complete respect and integrity when doing, you know, this work and you can't just go, you know, pushing all these boundaries that, you know, you've got to have permission from people to create these channelings. So for me, I think I was just as a child tapping into developing that channeling ability. And when I had my astrology done, the astrologer was like, oh my goodness, I've read for many psychics and mediums before, but I've never seen this. You are literally born to be a medium. You are here to be a translator to the beyond and you're here to teach humanity this. And I was like, well, no matter how much I try and run away from it, I can't. So she was like, yeah, I've never, never seen this. So this was my purpose. So it is my purpose is to bring this channeling between Not only I feel the spirit world, because I feel mediumship is expanding. It is absolutely transforming, especially in this very exciting time for humanity, Mm -hmm. moving into the 5D ascension. So we're going to see such a amplified way for us to connect to realms beyond our Earth.
0: Beautiful. And I totally agree. I mean, the 5D ascension with all, you know, the de- deconstruction of structures and everything that's happening, everything with 2020, it's going to be wild to see, you know, where 2021 in the future goes. So with um your mediumship, like with your your gifts, can you share a couple stories, some really good stories of just things that have come through?
1: Sure. I have to, you know, of course, client confidentiality. So I want to share with you one of my shows. This is one of my favorite stories. So I was bringing in this really just gorgeous man. Oh, my goodness. He was so like, picture the most handsome man in your mind and times that by 10. He was just so mighty fine. And he was a soldier. He'd come back and, you know, just wanted to say hello to some members of his family and I kind of just got lost in the moment and I was so drooling over him. And then I was like, can anyone else see this very handsome man? And and it was so funny. Anyway, it took a little while because I was just so amorphed in his just deliciousness. His personality was just, oh my gosh, everything. He ticked all the boxes and I was like, why are you dead? Why can you not be alive? Um, and he ended up being a, an uncle for one of the members and my audience and he just shared the most profound message of hope and gratitude for his family and the work that he was able to do in the army and really encourage us to look beyond just ourselves you know like we all have a part to play his message was so profound I've connected with many people who have committed suicide and that to mm. me is a personal story I battled mm-hmm. with suicide from the age of nine till twenty nine. So at twenty nine, mm-hmm. I was like twenty years is enough. So I'm happy to go into that if you want to. But I connected, I've connected, I should say, with many people who have committed suicide. One profound one comes through, and it's one of my friends. Her brother took his own life, and he really brought this message about stopping the cyberbullying and because he was bullied quite badly and he really wants us to be mindful of the words that we use and how we use our platforms and he is such on a mission like even in the spirit world what we have to understand is we don't just cease to have a mission or a purpose we still have that and sometimes it's the circumstance of our passing continues our purpose or we go to the spirit world to assist those still alive on their mission. So his is to help people who are struggling with this whole new realm of mm-hmm. bullying. And we see it even, you know, I might put a post and then there's someone that might go, oh, you suck or whatever. And it's like it's so easy to sit behind a computer or a phone and type messages like that, but we don't really know the effect that it has on people. I want to share a funny one as well with you. I have so many stories. I connected with this, this is using the senses, right? So I was connecting to this uh, dad for one of my clients, and I was like the smell of the most incredible smelly feet, like the smelliest feet I have ever smelled in my whole life. And I was like, did your dad have like smelly feet? And she was like, oh my gosh, that is my dad. And I was like, you can totally have his smelly feet back because this is like just horrendous. And she was laughing and she was like, there is no way that that can't be my dad. And so we get a lot of confirmations like that. I've also connected with animals because of course our animals also go into the spirit world and i'm petrified of birds and one of my clients booked me for a whole session connecting to her bird and i was oh like oh my gosh i <laughs> know oh i was like oh my gosh you do know i have like this phobia of birds uh, it's totally past life related but anyway so i connected with his, with her bird and it was just the most beautiful thing she cried and and the bird was able to just say thank you so much for this incredible union that they had together so I Honestly, I do all the range. I've worked from with murder cases, connecting with animals, you know, all sorts of things.
0: Everything. I mean, when you have the gift to connect, it's like it goes through to all these different scenarios. I mean, a few things that you mentioned there that I think are really, I mean, they're all really important. But I think one thing that's especially important, especially on this side, is that in our culture, you know, or North American culture, American culture, you know, we don't really celebrate death we don't really talk about death and two things that you mentioned that sort of bring stuff up for me one is grief because when somebody goes you know all of a sudden we can hold a lot and you hold on to a lot of sadness you don't know how to process it we don't really you know death isn't something that we're we're too open to just from from our society so that's one thing that I think this really helps with and then the other thing with suicide. I actually, uh, three years ago, I had a, my sister's best friend, he had committed suicide. And prior to that, we were with him, you know, maybe about a week and a half, 10 days before. And for me, it really got me because I thought everything was normal. I noticed he was a little bit off, but I didn't quite think, you know, it was to that extent or didn't know him that well that I really, you know, I had no clue. And it just made me curious about life after death. And I realized that death is sort of this chip on anybody's shoulder that they could, you know, take their lives at any point. So I got, you know, just sort of thought about what would happen, you know, and what happens once we go. And I was led to Brian Weiss. You familiar with Brian Brian Weiss? Not 100% sure if I am. I may
1: totally be, but me and names can sometimes be like... (sighs)
0: So he's a leading leading expert in past life regression. And so this is a time prior to me thinking about past lives or thinking about reincarnation or any of that. And I was so fascinated that I went to one of his full day events. And while I was in the room, it's just the information that he shared. I left leaving just realizing that this is the school of life and that our lives are recycled. And, you know, it really opened me up to that way of thinking. But prior to that, I was sort of closed off, didn't think of death. Like, So I just think it's really fascinating.
1: It totally is such an incredible topic, and why I want to normalize it because the only thing that is guaranteed in life is if you make it in, you got to make it out, right? Taxes may be optional, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you you work things. But what we have to understand is there is no death. The physical body ceases to exist. The physical body cannot live for an eternity. It is not made that way. But our souls are eternal, and. You're so right when you say that this is a school. This is a school and a playground. Earth gives us the opportunity to physically experience what we are. And we are source energy. We are that pure, unconditional love from our divine creator in which we were created. And within the love, we have abundance, we have joy, we have freedom, empowerment, and this incredible power to create and so this physical life in our physical bodies gives us the opportunity to physically experience all of that and so when we have experienced what we need to then of course we leave our bodies but there is no death absolutely the souls you can call it being recycled right where you just keep (laughs) coming back and experiencing different lessons And whether or not someone believes in past lives, I'm not here to change that paradigm. I'm definitely not here to be like, totally believe there is life after death. That is your own journey to discover. But my work is to help people with this grief because grief is crippling. Grief along with fear and powerlessness are the lowest emotions we can experience. And so a lot of the times when we have a loved one that transitions to the spirit world, People want to support us, but they don't know what to say. And so you're left kind of alone and you're just like your loved one in spirit is that white elephant in the room. People just avoid you in the street. They just don't bring it up. You know, we just don't have a way of
0: normalizing these conversations to help us through. And it goes back to a little bit about that societal thing around death, right? It's like this thing that you don't talk about in our society, at least.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I love the Spanish way with the Day of the Dead and many cultures, you know, they totally honor this transition and it's such a beautiful ceremony and everything like that. And it's not that you will ever stop missing them. I really don't believe that. But we've got to create the opportunities to have these conversations and to celebrate the fact that they lived life here and they left some form of legacy. And that you can use them now in the spirit world as your, as your spiritual team, as your biggest allies to cheer you on and guide you and support you and co-creating your best life. Because like I said, you still have a purpose even when you're not in your physical body. And that Mm -hmm. can be even before you enter your body. So before we, you know, come into our physical bodies, we choose our parents and all of that kind of stuff, our lessons, what, you know, sign on the dotted line, our souls contract. Mm -hmm. And then we have a purpose at that time. And we're learning from our ancestors who are already in the spirit world. We are already in that co-creation mode. So it's a cycle, just like the cycle of a butterfly. We also have a soul cycle in terms of what we're here to experience. Now to touch on suicides, right? Suicides get a bad rep. I don't know how it is over there in the US or, you know, in, in America and other parts of the world. But in New Zealand, we have one of the highest rates of suicide. There is a lot of mental health issues. We have this whole like man up attitude in New Zealand, you know, like boys don't cry and, you know, this kind Mm -hmm. of persona and this is why this is so important to me because I battled with this and I want to say, you know what, it doesn't matter who you are, what culture, what gender, what your sexual orientation might be. We at some point may experience no longer wanting to be here. And that's because the energies of the earth can be so heavy. And for me, I was really struggling to understand the fact that I was a medium and I was, you know, struggling with my emotions and I had some mental abuse and sexual abuse and all of this, you know, like there was a whole heap of things as to why I just didn't want to be here. But I was really struggling with the energy of, of earth. And I think for a lot of people who do take their own lives, what we have to demystify Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't matter how we go, because all of us are going to go. Every single one of us is going to die, like a spoiler alert. Hello, that's what's going to happen. It's just a matter of how, and it doesn't matter how you go. There is no judgment in the other side of how you got there, right? Some of us are going to pass in an accident. Some of us are going to pass of illness. Some of us are just going to close our eyes and go to sleep. That doesn't matter. But people say that those who commit suicide are selfish or they're, you know, they're going to have bad karma when they come back and all of this kind of stuff. And I want to say, you know what, that's not true. What we have to change is our attitude and our perception because those who, you know, take their own lives, a lot of the time are thinking that they're doing us a favor or they're freeing themselves from the pain, this huge Mm -hmm. pain. Mm and. I always I feel like, you know, they love coming through with me because I totally get their journey and I'm always so gentle and caring and I love actually connecting with those who have passed in this way because it, there's so many unanswered questions. Why did this happen? Could I have changed the outcome? You know, this million questions. Mm-hmm. But what we have to understand is we're all on our own journey and When someone transitions, it's not a personal uh, vendetta for you, right? It's their own journey. It's what their soul needs to potentially experience. Or because them going in this way is going to create a ripple effect of transformation for those that are still on earth. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to answer any more questions, but I really want to say if anyone's experienced someone who has passed through, you know, taking their own lives, they're a good person. They are not an evil spirit. I hear this all the time. It's like, no, they're totally fine. They're in the spirit world. They're not lost, they're not stuck. They're not in any of these, you know, random realms. They've gone through their own healing and they are able to communicate with us. And yeah, just give them the opportunity to to do that without expectation. Just let them say what's on their heart mm-hmm.
0: to you. Mhm. So do you find, um, most spirits that you communicate with that cross over, they're at peace. Like when they cross over, they just, they're back to remembering who they are, where they are, and they're okay with their life. Like it's, it's just, it's that way. Cause one thing as you were talking, even with the suicides, it made me think of this study I think of that I read from. I think it was the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, the people who've committed suicide from jumping off and people who survive, they always came back and they said at the minute that they jumped, they regretted it. And they sort of had this feeling of like, you know, they came back and there was this, actually someone who was an advocate just saying, you know, suicide prevention and whatnot. But do you find um there is a period of confusion with spirits or once you remember, once you're on that side, it's clear and we it's just project to- our confusion on them or we just
1: Such a great question and there's like so many answers I want to give you here. I want to say that I believe when we cease to exist in our physical body, we return back to being source energy. Now, sometimes I hear loved ones say, oh, one minute I'm here and one minute I'm there and I'm like, what happened? Because sometimes especially in an accident, your soul, it's not that it leaves your body because it cannot actually leave the body until there's no more breath. Just as the soul enters the body through the breath, right? As a baby, as soon as you breathe, that's it. Your soul attaches. Before that, it visits it and it gets like a little bit comfy. But same on the other end, the soul cannot fully detach from the body until there's no more breath. But, what can happen is that the soul starts to detach so that it doesn't house the trauma from the circumstance of that passing. So that might be someone who is ta- uh, taking their own life, or it might be a gruesome murder or a, you know, really awful accident. So sometimes this happens so that the trauma isn't something that someone has to go through again in, in their next life. Sometimes there can be a little bit of a period of adjustment, right? Not necessarily so much confusion, but adjustment where it's like, oh, now I'm a spirit. Uh think Patrick yeah. Swayze
0: in uh, you know You literally in mind I'm picturing ghost right now. I'm like you know that period when Patrick's just like yeah. doesn't really realize he's dead, but he's dead and he's confused. <laughs> so yeah, so sometimes there's a little bit of a transition period, just like
1: when you're a baby, you're now, oh, I was in my mother's womb and everything was fine and cozy and now I'm outside in this world and oh I actually have to cry to get fed, or so there's a transition period for spirits and I really for me don't associate with anyone being stuck or lost because this is something I like I said I hear all the time are they there like did they make it I'm like yeah they made it they're fine and through when we go into the spirit world I mean I don't have all the answers to necessarily how it happens but I kind of believe you go there you meet with the creator whoever that might be they get to show you your life review this is from what i've heard from loved ones who've transitioned and then it's like you go through this tunnel of all your loved ones and they spread confetti and it's like welcome you're back you know i don't know if that's necessarily what happens but i like to think that that's a cool way it of sounds at it. It, sounds it, sound it sounds fun it sounds fun sounds like right? a good party i'd be down <laughs> for that <laughs> me too and then of course you're you're reconnected with people from your life experience. And it could be teachers or pets or family members. And and I don't know how it happens. Maybe we have this GPS signal, but we all gather back together. So I know that for me, going back to understanding that source energy, they only look at you and experience you now through loving eyes. And a lot of them are free from the human conditioning of being uh, really grumpy or maybe they were someone who just was a real douche. I don't know if I can say that, but I will. You, know? you, can, say, <laughs> you can say whatever you like here. We are right? open so, <laughs> Some people are just not themselves. They spend their whole yeah. lives trying to be somebody that they think society wants them to be. And so mm-hmm. being in spirit frees them. So sometimes when I'm reconnecting loved ones together, they're like, that doesn't sound like my loved one. And I'm like, that's because they're now the authentic self. Mm. And whether it be, you know, a relationship between a parent that you just never got on and then they come and speak to you from the spirit world and they're like, I love you. And they're like, my parent never told me they love, love me. But I'm like, but you've got to remember they're now free from the human conditioning that they can tell you that. And that to me, I got goosebumps. This is one of the most precious moments and. You know, one of the parts of my work that I don't necessarily enjoy is connecting, you know, parents to their children in spirit. I really feel, you know, that's not quite the right sequence of the cycle, right? And I still feel like we're so blessed to be able to do that. But that's also, you know, plays a role and purpose in terms of Something being invoked in us in our lives to create change or, you know, change policies or awareness to things. So our loved ones being in spirit plays a fundamental part in our own journey and our own co-creation as well.
0: Mm, That's so beautiful. And it's all little signs, right? I really do think a complete life is a complete life. Whenever it's meant to end, whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. And that's, you know, it's the way it's meant to be. I'm curious for somebody who, wants to start connecting to their spirit team and wants to, like, is curious, like, you know, can can I connect to the other side or the spirits? What would you recommend to somebody who wants to open up a little bit of that channel?
1: Oh my gosh, totally. I want to first of all say every single one of us has a spiritual team. I like to call it the team of light because I'm really expanding to working more with multi-galactic experiences and beings. And so for me, it's a whole team. There's a massive team for every single one of us. And some members of our spiritual team will be just for us. And some are more universal that every single one of us can tap into. So what's really special about your loved ones in spirit that make up your teams are there for you. And I believe, you know, one of the first ways most people kind of start to dabble in spirituality is when a loved one crosses over. And I always say that mediumship is one of the most powerful forces we have for humanity because it helps us to anchor in that pure unconditional love. So Mm. our loved ones are the gateway to everything that is beyond there. You know, if we talk archangels, they're multigalactic beings, apart from Metatron and Zandolphin, none of them have had a human experience. So We have to kind of look at things from this perspective that there is so much out there that is still unknown. So if you don't know who your spiritual team is, that's okay. You can just say, I invoke my spiritual team to assist me and just see what happens, right? I always say, try with parking angels. Now you can call them whatever, but you know that, time you know, when you're driving and you're like, oh, I need a car park. All right, universe, angels, whatever, manifest a car park for me, and you know the drill. Someone comes out, you go straight in. So if they can manifest a car park for you, they can manifest anything, right? So I always like to take my students through um, meet your spirit guide meditation. But this will happen for you in totally different ways, and because we have free will, and this is really important, because. Part of the human contract is our free will. Our spiritual team can actually not intervene in our lives unless we give them permission. So unless you're in like extreme moments in danger, because I hear all the time, um, you know, grandma protected you in the car when you were in the accident and that's why you came out scotch free, you know, all that kind of stuff. So on the whole, our spiritual team are seen as signs and little thoughts or little symbols, so numbers, you know, Google angel number and a lot of us are seeing 111 or 444 or whatever other number sequences. Signs like rainbows or you might also see a certain like star all the time everywhere. Someone has it as a tattoo or you see dolphins all the time. Whatever it might be, that does have a significance and that's how your non-physical team in spirit is working with you so just start having a conversation meditate with the intention of i'd like to meet my spiritual team and see who comes through but the first and most easiest way to start i really feel is with your loved ones and i actually do teach a program called reunited where i take people through that whole journey of working through the grief all the way to being able to connect with your loved ones because they're close to you and they're a little bit more tangible in a way because you semi knew them some people you might not have known like a great grandparent it's probably a great way to start working with a non-physical energy as your loved ones and spirit but super easy there's many meditations on youtube you can do a course like start a development circle most teachers teach you know how to connect to your spiritual team but every single one of us you know before you go oh maybe i don't Every single one of us has a spirit guide. Every single one of us has, you know, the ability to connect with whoever you want, whether that be light or dark, right? Because you have free will.
0: I personally recommend you work with the light, but, you know, your choice. <laughs> okay, so random question for you because you just brought it up. Can some spirits be a little bit in the dark? You know, because I, <laughs> okay, I don't think I've ever shared this story before, at least not on the podcast, but I, um, I stayed in a haunted hotel In Ottawa, in Canada, in our capital. And it was just, it was completely freaky. It could have been out of like the shining, haunted, like really, really scary. Um, Essentially, long story short, I felt an energy in this room. So I, I stayed in there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the minute I walked in the room, I got complete body chills. And then I was like, weird, what's that? And then I went and I, you know, sat in my bed, looked around, nothing's there. That night, I slept with all of the lights on and just felt uneasy. The next day, I went. To Montreal for the day. And the day afterwards, I came back. And as I went to go in the room, my key card was blocked off. So I went back down to the, the receptionist. And they said, Oh, weird, your key card says you're checking out tonight. But in the computer, it says you're checking out on Wednesday. Okay. So I said, weird. I said, does that happen? She says, no, sometimes they'll deactivate, but it's never on different days. But here you go. Here's your card. I go back up to the room, not thinking anything of it. Walk in. The minute I check in, complete goosebumps, my entire body. And I was like, what the heck is that? But I'm not thinking about this because this is about 11 years ago. So way before I was even open to spirits or anything. The entire night, I was up in the corner working on my computer, and every once in a while, I just kind of stopped because I sort of felt like I had this feeling of something watching me. Like, you know when you just feel like there's something looking at you? So I'd stop, and I'd look over my shoulders, and nobody's there, Or and then I'd kind of take a deep breath, continue to work, and then I'd stop, and I'd look off the reflection of my screen, like scared, thinking I was going to see somebody. Nobody's there. And that continued until about 2 in the morning when I'm like, okay, time to – you know, I got to go to school. At the time, I was in real estate school. Class in the morning, got to go to bed. So when I went in the, in the bathroom, I shut the door and immediately my intuition said, you need to leave this room. Like you need to switch rooms. And as I was washing my face, I was having this internal dialogue of like, what are you talking about? You need to switch rooms. Like what, what, what's going on? Like you're fine. You're, you know, you're, you're an adult. Like relax. It's two o'clock in the morning. Go to bed. The minute I opened up that bathroom door, it was like the bathroom was like a little bit of a safe haven. I opened up the bathroom door. I had goosebumps times tenfold, complete chills through my entire body. I was so scared that I called my ex-partner at the time and I just said, I'm terrified. He's like, what do you mean? What's going on? I'm like, I'm just, I'm really, really scared. There's something here. There's an energy. There's something. So then I go and he's talking. to He's like, Sam, relax. You're going to be okay. It's fine. So then I go, he's like talking to me as I go to bed put the blankets over me. And he's trying to calm me down, trying to calm me down. All the lights are on in my room. The TV's on in my room because I just couldn't be in it alone. And all of a sudden, I swear to God, I was just like, there's something on my leg. And he said, what? I'm like, there's something on my leg. There's something on my leg. He's like, what? I'm like, there's something on my leg. And it was just this pressing. It was this pressure just pushing on my leg. And he's on the phone. So it's not just me experiencing this. And I started kind of panicking and out of the blue, all of a sudden, it's like the wind got knocked out of me. And I went, huh? and I looked up at the wall and scratched or carved into my wall. It said, Ian must die. Like literally carved or like I didn't know it was carved at the time, but it was above the TV. I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, I need to get out of here. Are you kidding me? And he's on the phone. He's like, What's happening? What's happening? I ran down in my pajamas, went to the receptionist, hit the bell like crazy. She came out. I was a kid at the time. I was 21 years old. And she's like, "Ma'am, are you okay? I'm like, there's something in my room. So we took the elevator up. I was shocked. We went in. I, I let her in. I'm like, there's no way I'm going back in there. She walked in. She looked at the wall and she's like, okay, we're just going to pack up your stuff. Don't worry. We're going to figure this out because it was actually above the TV carved, like scratched in. And like, yeah, it was terrifying. Like that moment was the moment. When I was like, paranormal exists. So there's something there. Like I've seen this in the movies like thousands of times and there were so many things that were so true. So yeah. and And it felt to me like it was, it was terrifying. The spirit, whatever it was, felt really scary and really like not mad at me, but angry. Wow.
1: I had goosebumps the whole time you were telling that story. <laughs> and you know, this stuff is real. What we have to understand is where there is light, there is darkness. Darkness cannot exist without light. Light cannot exist without darkness. We have to have those polarities. And so, not every single energy—I don't want to say that necessarily loved ones and spirit—but there are definitely dark energies out there. Like I said to you, you have free will, and you can work with light or dark. People do black magic. People have white magic. You know, there is that stuff. Is all real. Whether you want to believe that or not. And so there are definitely darker energies. Whether that is a spirit, or I would say maybe that was more like an extraterrestrial kind of energy. Because those mm. tend to be the ones that are creating um more of the fear and they they love to kind of bring, you know, that's what they feed on, right? Is the fear of humanity. So I would say that experience is very real and I hear stories like this all the time. You know, people who have uh woken up and there's heaviness on them and they can't even move or scream or anything. And, you know, not that I want to scare people because we don't want to feed that energy but to be aware it is real and yes I have had demons attached to me especially because my purpose is so global and of this big magnitude to bring mediumship into the you know everyday homes the everyday hearts and everyday conversations as I like to call it I have attacks all the time They are always trying to stop me on my mission because this mission is going to raise humanity into the 5D consciousness of love, of compassion, of Mm -hmm. bliss and abundance, right? So yeah, I want to say if experiences like that happen to you, definitely seek the help of a shaman or a healer or someone that can help you Uh, with removing these energies because yes entities attach to us all the time and you you might experience it when you're with a friend and you are so high vibe and then this friend you've caught up with them and then you're like oh my gosh i'm so drained right because we can be energy vampires and sometimes Mm -hmm. so don't get like freaked out it just means someone's sucking the energy out of you because you're so high vibe right and you know, that person may have entities attached on them that makes them really depressed. Even though they're not a depressed person, they start behaving depressed or angry. So sometimes that can be because we've abused substances or we have gone into places where the energy feels a little bit funky, like this place that you went to. And so then we have, yeah, I'm like, I really, you know, this stuff is real. Yeah. You just kind of know, you know, when you go somewhere and the energy just doesn't feel like you should be there.
0: You what know, uh, I learned from it was like, I am trusting my gut because I went in and the minute I walked in, I noticed my body told me it got complete chills. And I'm like, but then I didn't listen and I, my mind talked myself out of it. Yeah. And I you know it's like, Oh, what are you doing? Relax. Whereas now ever since that, you know, 11 years ago, that was a huge lesson in listening to my intuition and trusting that little voice within, because yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'll never body, do that
1: again. <laughs> and our body is so powerful, and our bodies is how we interpret energy, right? This non tangible, and it's because in some ways it's non tangible until you have things like you felt the pressure on your leg and you saw the carving, right? Then you go holy crap. So most of the time when we are even connecting to our loved ones in spirit, our brain starts to tap into going into survival mode because it's trying to protect you. I can't see your dead person, so I need to protect you from this danger. And so that's why the ego mind starts to go, no, that flash of light doesn't mean anything. No, I did not smell them or you know, or like you in the room feeling this really icky energy. You're like, but there's nothing here. Like, why do I need to feel this? So our human mind is always trying to please us. It wants to protect us and keep us safe. So that's why we start to analyze it or overthink it or believe it's not real. But you know what? We are more than just this physical body. And we are, I always say, more spirit than we are physical so yeah, oh, this is, it's such a different conversation, paranormal stuff. Uh, you know, It's a, another great way of showing paranormal activity, I'll use this example, is when a loved one, let's say you have your, I've had this with a mother, right? A mother had her son's phone and he'd crossed into the spirit world and on the day of his anniversary, she received the text message from him, mm. right? So that's mm-hmm. like really cool paranormal activity. So there are like good ways with paranormal, and then there are some really scary ways with paranormal.
0: You can go both ways, but I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, like it's all good. And like you said, like we sort of do have some control, like you have control, like you can choose to, you know, I chose to just like let that go and realize like it was, it was in the room, it's not with me, I'm just gonna leave it. So if somebody is listening and they think that they might have an entity on them or with them or they're questioning that, what would you recommend they do?
1: Definitely seek the help of a professional energetic worker, right? Because you can try and do this yourself. You can call Archangel Michael to come and sever the energy from you and all of that kind of stuff. But I always say go to someone who knows what they're doing, like hands down, and you'll know you have something. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to like – take over your life or I mean gosh there's so many things that I could talk about here like walk-ins and all sorts but if you are feeling like there's a change in your behavior if you're quite a happy person and all of a sudden you're really tired or suffering from headaches all the time or you're just now so depressed go and seek the help of any form of spiritual healer You, you might decide to do Reiki you might go to a quantum healer shamanic it doesn't matter Just go and see somebody. I would say it doesn't matter whether they are virtually or um, in person. Just go and feel with resonates. Now, these energies might try and talk you out of it because they're like, but I'm enjoying sucking the life out of you. So you've got to really use your level of discernment from, Mm -hmm. from that. So that is usually a giveaway that something's not quite right. And we pick them up everywhere. You could pick an energy up in the supermarket or at a concert and it's usually in a time where you have lowered your energy so that's why substances all sorts of substances can help lower our vibration and uh, even being sad lowers your vibration so anytime we move to those lower vibrations and why i want to help people out of grief is because that's when you become more susceptible to these energies. So if you're someone who's quite high vibe all the time, you don't really attract those lower energies. They can't penetrate. So that is why, you know, spiritual teachers are always saying, do your best to stay in joy and love. And the greatest way to get there is through appreciation. And that's because there is light and there is dark. We just want to choose to be more in the light. And that's what I feel is happening to humanity and why our loved ones and spirit are playing such a fundamental part in helping us with that. So yeah, that's what I've got. So to say. beautiful.
0: So beautiful. On that note, I think we should pull some cards. Yeah, let's
1: do it. So this is going to be a global message for all of us listening from the spirit world, from the realm of the collective energy that is your loved ones in spirit. So you can get your whispers from above cards on my website. And there are lots of free gifts on there as well to kind of help you tap into this energy. So you got to remember, I'm in New Zealand, so they might take a little bit to get to you, but so worth it. They're so unique because there's really not a deck of cards that is dedicated to this phenomena. And so it's amazing. You could choose to ask a specific loved one or a collective. You can literally use them every day. Children can use them. And the wonderful thing is my mom, she did the artwork. So it's such a love-filled project. So I I love it so much. And you'll see, I'll show you, but when people see the angel in the back of the card, she's holding two worlds. And so my motto is mediumship, is the co-creation of the two worlds united as one. So I believe mediumship is the gift. I don't believe being a medium is a gift. I believe mediumship is a gift. So let's have a look. See, I've pulled four cards for us. And the first one I've got is, I love using animals as a sign I am with you. Now, most of us will see, I'll I'll show you because you're there, right? So most of us will see like a butterfly or a bee or something like that. So birds tend to be what, you know, messengers. So if you see a bird or not that I'm huge on birds, as I've said, but <laughs> that is a great way of your loved one, letting you know that they are there. Now it will be the way the animal behaves, right? It's not just, oh, I saw a bird. That's my loved one. No, it's that one particular bird and it's sitting there looking at you and just tweet, 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 tweeting at you. Or it's the fly that just keeps circling around you in, in a way that just, flies don't circle. So those kinds of ways. So we're being encouraged right now to look for the behavior of how these animals interact with us to let us know that it's them and just tune in and see, oh, I feel like this could be my mom or my brother or whoever you feel it might be. Now, the other card that I have is I want you to experience joy in all its capacities, including with me here. So what that means is your loved ones in the spirit world are here In this, you know, realm to be able to show you that there is more to this physical life. And so you can still experience so much joy with them being here, creating new memories and new experiences. So they want you to be happy. Think about it. When you're in the spirit world, do you want your loved ones that are still on earth to be miserable because you're there? No, you want them to still be happy. You want them to actually probably connect with you. So are you giving your loved ones in spirit? That opportunity as well. So I think when I'm I'm, you know, dead, I'd like my kids to make the effort to connect with me (laughs) and be happy, right? So the other card that I have is there is no need for goodbyes as we are together in every moment. Such a you know profound message. Mm. There are no goodbyes. I hear all the time people saying, but I never got to say goodbye. Are they mad at me? I never made it to the hospital with suicides. Could I have done something? you know and there is no goodbyes because yes right now we might be in two different realms but guess what we can connect with both of those realms you can totally be there every single person is a medium if you have a breath you can channel like even if you don't have a breath you can still channel because you you're a spirit but here on earth if you're breathing you can channel because you're tuning in to who you are as your soul right and that's what you're using so there's no goodbyes So if you are holding on to that, free yourself because they really don't want you holding on to that because you're preventing yourself from Mm -hmm. connecting with them. And then this one, I love this card here. It's -hmm. got prayer hands. It says, thank you for being a wonderful teacher during my time on earth. You taught me what I needed to experience about love and I am grateful. So our loved ones, Whether we think they had a good life or not, we've played a part in being a teacher for them and they have so much gratitude because maybe you've helped them heal something that they needed or maybe you brought something in them that they now are going to be able to experience next lifetime. Whatever it might be, don't underestimate the role that you have played and continue to play in the evolution as a being. So I think those are just so perfect in what we've talked about And, uh, I just love it. I want to see these cards being used all around the world because that is hashtag, right? How we will be making mediumship the norm. So.
0: Oh my gosh. my dear. On that note, that was incredible. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. Thank you for this beautiful reading. Where can people find you? Can you tell us your, your website? Is it Instagram, your website? Where's the best (laughs) place to reach out? I am kind
1: of hanging out in the normal places. So Instagram, I'm Melissa Mills NZ on Facebook, Melissa Mills. But my website is melissamills.co.nz. So I'm in New Zealand, so it's not a .com. But I'm sure if you type in Melissa Mills, you'll find me. I kind of think Melissa Mills Medium. Think of the MMM. So yeah, I'm hanging out on all those platforms. And I'm always happy to answer some questions that you guys might have. And you're like, I've had this experience. What does that mean? So Reach out to me and I'm just love the fact that you want to connect to your loved ones and give them the opportunity to not only empower your life, but empower the rest of humanity in this incredible fundamental time in our evolution.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, my dear. And everything is going to be in the show notes. So you guys don't worry. Go to the show notes and you'll be able to reach her. Thank you so much for having me, Samantha. And thank you to all the listeners.
1: As I want to say again, you know, Mediumship is a beautiful co-creation of the two worlds united as one. So enjoy what your loved ones are able to do for you.
0: So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find all of Melissa's contact info in the show notes. And we want to hear from you. Screenshot this screen right now and tag both Melissa and myself, Samantha Roberto on Instagram and tell us, your aha moments from this episode or tell us if you've ever had an interesting experience with the, let's say, paranormal or even with the medium. So next week we have a, another incredible episode all about plant medicine, ayahuasca, psilocybin. But if you're looking for more now, I'm going to direct you to episode 46 with my friend Hillary Johnson. And it's got a similar vibe to this episode. So Hillary helps woman align with and call in their babies. So Hillary also works with the spirit world in a sense, and it's just a very interesting approach to motherhood. So go check out episode 46. And before I go, remember, if you are wanting to start your own podcast, if you are wanting to launch your own show, head to the show notes right now, Go get the podcast launch guide. I am so excited because it is going to take you through everything that I did to get my show up and running. So on that note, until next week, keep being you, be
1: beautiful.